Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneke Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. It's a bit paradoxical that when you're clear about why you're here and what that calls you to do, the who will happen naturally. You will become that the person that you were here to become because that's the only thing you take with you when you leave this place is the who you've become. Everything else gets left behind. Hi, I'm Henneke watkins Sporzo, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bookophilio, Patwa Apparel, and the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. Today's guest has worked as a musician, scientist, fine artist, and designer. He is the author of the recently released book, The Caravan of Remembering, a roadmap for experiencing the awakening of your life's mission. He has taught over 10,000 students through the Way of the Heart program to discover their authentic path in life and how to walk that path in the world. He is the co-founder of the Way of the Heart, an international program for self-development. He's also a business coach, helping successful businesses to run on spiritual principles. So I'm more than excited today to speak with Daniel Godineau on The Entrepreneurial You. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you. Glad to be in. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I'm looking forward to our conversation. But before we do, I have a fun question for you, which I normally ask of all my guests. So here's your question. If you were a fish, what kind of fish would you be? Um, that's a good question. I went, is it, I guess a dolphin isn't really a fish, is it? Um, Not really, but if you're going for some uh, sea creature, then that's your choice. <laughs> well, I, I, the level of consciousness that uh, certain whales and dolphins demonstrate, I guess, would be what I'm going for. The That uh, the binary brain of certain whales and dolphins mean that they never actually sleep. They're awake half of the brain rest while the other half is still functioning. So the ability to be awake in life, I guess, would be the principle behind that choice. Before we head into our conversation, I want you, Daniel, to share your your Twitter handle or whatever social media that you're most prevalent on, whatever platform, share that with us. Well, the you could uh, reach me at danielgoodenough at mac.com. Um, there is a Facebook page for the Caravan and Remembering. You could go there, and there's a website for the Caravan and Remembering. And, and or you could reach me through the thewayoftheheart.com. And thank you so much for that. And for me, you guys, my community members of Peak Performers, you may get in touch with me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, either Pato Apparel or Henika Watkins Porto. So let's get into it. And our conversation today, Daniel, is centered around bringing a spiritual approach to business, how to find the authentic work and life's path that's right for you. What do you, we mean when we talk about spirituality? Well, there is a definition for spirituality that I like a lot that Ken Wilber put forth, and it had to do with spirituality addresses the questions of ultimate concern. So that which is transpiring behind that which appears, the source of your decisions, you know, so when you're 
you're making those day-to-day choices about the little things and the big things. What are you basing them on? So that the questions of ultimate concerns could have to do with what's meaningful in your life and maybe in the way that most people think, but also what's sacred to you. So when you make those decisions, whether it's about, you know, as an entrepreneur in your daily business or whether you're with your family, the bottom line of meaning and sacredness, I guess, is what I would that you base those decisions on, I would call spirituality. So what does this spirituality have to do with business? Well, it was, it was interesting. I was uh, doing a I was doing a radio interview yesterday about uh, life mission, spirituality and business. And the question uh, what the question that we were talking about was success. And then you then I would say then on what do you base success? And the question of why am I here? So when I talk about life mission, I'd say the the bottom three line quit three questions about that is why am I here? What does that call me to do? And who is that calling me to become? And who will who will I become by doing it? Uh, this thing that I'm called to do. So if we say that there is a calling and there is a why that has to do with why you're here then success would have to be tied to that. So if it's success in terms of what the world might have traditionally called that, a certain amount of money and a certain collection of toys and a certain freedom to do some things because you have those things, and that's not connected to your sense of why and the sacredness, then is that really success? And, of course, that's a personal filter and a personal context. So that's unique to every person. It's just that then success in business would be equally as unique because it would be filtered through that question of why am I here? What does that call me to do? And who does that call me to become? And who will I become by doing that? So that in the day-to-day choices you make about what to do next, um, in moving towards what you're calling success, whether that's a successful parent or a successful member of your community, or a successful business person, all of your definitions of success would include those questions. What is typically, you know, the response to that? Why am I here? In my work with people, I present the idea that knowing why you're here, and and it's also, it's the why, the what, and the who. So why am I here? What does that call me to do? And that's what I call the outer life mission, the doing. What does that call me to do within the context of why am I here? And the other part's the who, and that's the inner life mission. So we have an outer life mission and an inner life mission. The what is the outer, the who is the inner, and they're both tied to why am I here? So my response to when people say, how am I supposed to figure that out, is that it's a move from that being some mysterious thing that only the lucky few can know like lightning strikes and something falls out of the sky and suddenly you know why you're here. I bring it back to what I call skill development. And what I'd like to change in the world is that we all got that getting clear about why you're here and being able to articulate that in a way that it informs what you do and who you become is a skill that you can develop just like if you in athletics or let's say any of the visual and performing arts. So if you wanted to be a master at your instrument, there'd be scales to do every day. If you wanted to be an elite-level athlete, there'd be practices to do every day. 
So getting to the why, the what, and the who, there are, there's a set of skills to do around that. And just asking those three questions, by the way, could be part of those skills. It also could be, for instance, when you say, I love doing that, or I love being with these people, or I'm inspired by these people, then you, the scale would be, okay, great. You love this activity. You love this person. You're inspired by this. Why? And that would be part of that unique fingerprint that is your signature. Let's say your soul or spiritual signature that's unique to you. The why you love that, because not everybody loves what you love. That would be a skill. What's your favorite story or what's your favorite movie? Knowing what that is and isn't as important as why do you love that movie? Why is that your favorite story? What in that story speaks to who you are and what you're called to do? What do you dream about when you're bored? What do you find beautiful? Why do you find it beautiful? And what do you dream about when you're bored? Why do you dream about that? And what is that calling you to? And if money wasn't a question that was you knew you had enough, what would you do? What's the question at the center of your life? You know, they say that speaking of spiritual matters, that the Buddha waking up, he wasn't searching for enlightenment. He was searching to the answer to four questions. He was searching for the answer to why do people get sick? Why do people grow old? Why do they die? And at the moment, the fourth question is coming. And his being all in on searching for the questions at the center of his life, waking up was a byproduct. And that's one of the other things I say about doing this pursuit of the why am I here? What does that call me to do? And for the inner, who is that calling me to become? And who will I become by doing the what? Because what you ch do changes who you are, which changes what you do, which changes who you are, which changes what you do, and around and around. So they're meant to go together. So these things like, what do you love? Why is your favorite stories? What's your favorite movie? What do you find beautiful? What do you dream about when you're bored? If money wasn't a question, what's the question that's at the center of your life? What's the one thing you'd like to change in the world? If you were to describe your ideal day, week, month, year, why would you say those things? Those are all scales, and I, I literally have thousands of those that I've collected over a lifetime, that if you do them every day and you hold your attention on your intention, hold your commitment to that intention to fully articulate, why am I here? What does that call me to do? Who is that calling me to become? And you do your skills every day, just like the elite athlete doing their practices every day. You can become masterful at what I call the skill of embodying your reason for being here. And you can do it artfully, beautifully, and sacredly. A life of meaning and authenticity is what we all strive towards. Now, what is the best way to tap into our talents and desires to create this life of meaning and authenticity? Well, I'd say the first thing is doing the kind of scales that I'm talking about, the, the inquiry, holding the inquiry for who you would most want to be, who you're called to be, and how that applies to what you imagine at this moment your dreams are and what your goals are. And corresponding, you know, the authentic part is saying, you know, back to the success part. For the success to really be correlated to the question that's at the center of your life for your success and your goals to be authentically both sacred and aligned with why you're here, you'd have to be asked 
constantly asking yourself that question. And I mean that in a good way, not constantly as a burden, but as a as the gift that the attractor that's holding your attention is I would if I said I wanted to love what I'm doing and that and that would authentically be moving me towards what I'm calling my goals, I would the things I would love what I'm doing because of why. And that you're clear about that. And to be clear about that, you stay in the inquiry. What we're going to be doing right now here, no, Daniel, is to take a break, thank my sponsor, and come right back. When we come back, we're going to be looking at how spiritual principles can be used in business to create such an environment of success, growth, and fulfillment for not just the business owners, but for employees as well. Let's take a break. Peak performers, success is something that we gradually work towards as an end goal, but we need to be in the right environment to make it happen. Bookophilia is dedicated to providing a space for book, coffee and tea lovers, creatives, educators, students, and professionals who want ideas, innovation, and inspiration. They have a variety of high-quality books, a cafe, events such as book launches, signings, and art exhibitions, and professional services uniquely tailored to your needs, culture, and tastes. Their environment provides for the full literary arts experience, allowing for multifaceted creative expressions. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Book of Filio. Welcome back. Do you want to see the world filled with better leaders? Filling the world with leaders worth following starts with you and you can be that leader in your company, organization or community. On May 4, 2018, join more than 100,000 leaders from around the globe at the world's largest leadership event, Leadercast Live. Broadcast live from Atlanta to a community near you, Leadercast Live will allow you to learn from leaders like Andy Stanley, Michael Hyatt and Dr. Jim for more information on this can't miss event, visit hennikawatkisporter.com and click on Leadercast Kingston and invest in the future of your career, your organization, your community, and your world. And we're talking with Daniel Godineau of Way of the Heart. We're talking spiritual matters and taking a spiritual approach to business. Let's continue our conversation, Daniel. Welcome back. Thank you. We want to know how can spiritual principles be used in business to create an environment of success, growth, and fulfillment for employees? Well, if, you, if you're saying that they're employees, then there's a certain amount of stewardship implied uh, around the way you're doing business and that you're, the way how you're getting your service or product to market is in harmony with caring about your employees and the people that are receiving your service or product. I would, I might start with saying that if it's about spiritual principles, then whatever that means to you, whatever word you have for the sacred or for the source of the sacred, where I often start is that there is this awareness that transcends our figuring it out mind and our relationship to the source of our being, whether you call that the ground of being or the great void or Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost or whatever word you have for that sacred intelligence that we say is spiritual, then it's about the conversation you're having in the book of life about 
making the decisions about how you're running your business. And what often happens is that if we separate that out, if we say that's a separate conversation from how you run your business, then often you separate yourself from the conversation with the source of life and that which is transpiring behind that which appears. And how do, so then how do you include that in the conversation? And I often say then, being clear about your intention for your business and being clear about your intention for caring for your employees and caring about how your service or product moves into the world. If you're clear about that intention and you're clear that you want that to be a conversation you're having with spirit, you state that intention and then hold your attention to that intention and where that conversation happens is what I call the book of life. So then once you're in that conversation, everything speaks. And then how things align and the patterns that emerge from that leads to action indicated. Why, what do I do and how do I do it is then within the context of why I'm doing it. That's in the context of your intention. And spirit will then, whatever, again, whatever word you have for that, spirit will show you. And it will turn up in maybe something someone says or something you see or something you notice, you notice. So that's kind of the key. What do you notice, you notice? Out of the 10,000 things that are happening around you all the time, why did you notice that you noticed this? And what does that have to do with your intention? And if you start tracking that, that would be one of the ways to talk about it. You could say playing, paying attention to the clues or paying attention to the weave in the tapestry of life. Whatever your metaphor is, tracking what you noticed, you noticed in the conversation you're having with spirit about your intention for your business. And that's where I always start. You're really saying it's about being aware and being conscious of what is happening around you and inside of you to to make that correlation between the two. Yes, absolutely. The being holding your awareness to noticing what you notice, that's awareness, to both the two being your intention and what you're noticing in the world that corresponds to that intention which then will lead you to an action and decision that would be based on that correspondence between your intention and the conversation you're having with spirit. In our response to the question, why am I here? We recognize that the minute we find that out, it's no longer about us because yes, we, we will recognize our purpose, but then we recognize too that we are here to serve. Once we know why we're here, we, it, it, it becomes abundantly clear that our life is about service. It's not just for us. You know, it's not all about us. How can we live in a way that is ful- fulfilling to ourselves and serve the world at the same time? Many people say it's very important to them to be happy in life. And the paradox is that you can't actually directly go for happiness because happiness is a byproduct. You become happy when that's why people are happiest generally when they're in service, because the happiness is the byproduct of being in service. And if you add to that, that the service you're employed in is deeply connected to your knowing about why you're here and what that's calling to you to do, then the byproduct of that is that you will feel fulfilled, you will find the meeting, and you will be happy. And so I, I think that's it's a bit paradoxical that when you're clear about why you're here and what that calls you to do, 
the who will happen naturally. You will become that the person that you were here to become because that's the only thing you take with you when you leave this place is the who you've become. Everything else gets left behind. And so then, yes, now you're in the conversation with spirit about, well, how do I do that exactly? How is that going to unfold? And that there's a real richness uh, of uh, meaning and reward and happiness and peace of mind that comes from the surrender to, as you said, it's not about you anymore. And the paradox is because happiness and peace of mind and those kinds of things are the byproduct, that all just happens naturally. What would you say to those who, you know, are having a challenge being in touch with the spirit as it were and just going, living a life on autopilot kind of a mechanical kind of way? What would you say to those persons? Well, I would say that the reason you're having trouble connecting with spirit is that you are operating on autopilot, that you would have to actually commit to not being on autopilot, which is easier said than done, certainly. But it's kind of like when they they say with spiritual practices, per se, and again, it's the same thing that I said about life missions, that life mission is a skill, and if you want to be masterful as if you were playing an instrument, you have to do the practices. And the same thing for the spiritual practices. Um, To move from being on autopilot requires that you show up to some kind of practice, whether it's meditation or whatever version of prayer would work for you. And, you know, it could be walking meditation. It doesn't have to be sitting in a cushion. But what that there is some kind of practice. And then the saying is, first you do the practice. Then the practice does you. And then you are the practice. At some point, if you are willing to show up to doing the practice and you're willing to do that over time, It's not that somebody proves to you that there's this thing called spirit or that somebody proves to you that there's a relationship you can have with spirit. First you do the practice, then the practice does you, and then you become it. At some point, it just becomes self-evident all by itself because you've become the practice. You know, that they say, make spirit the truth and spirit, or make spirit real and spirit will make you the truth. So what to the person who's having trouble connecting with spirit, you know, I'm reminded of, of that that quote that said, uh, "If you think you'll believe it when you see it, you'll see it when you believe it, believe it." And that means be living it. So if you're doing your practices, then you will prove to yourself. But proving isn't really the deal. It's just you'll become it. It'll, you'll just. It's not that you believe that spirit is real. You have the experience of it. And the only way to have the experience of it is to do the practices. Whichever tradition is your tradition, um, whatever the form of the spiritual practice, just that there is a practice will make it real for you. In person's search for identifying what it is that they were placed on this earth to do, there's usually some level of confusion that comes along with that. You know, persons, uh, maybe you, you you think you should be a singer, but persons are telling you, no, you can't start a singing business or, you know, you can't go into singing. There are too many persons doing it. How much do the opinions of others matter in one's quest for finding their life's path? Or how much should it matter? Well, I would start with the 
there's a, a Barbara Shear once pointed out this thing called divers and scanners. I think it's relevant that for some people, there is a particular expression or career that they will do their entire life. And for some people that she calls scanners, it might be that how you express your life mission might take multiple forms. And for some people that serial scanning, like I do this deeply for three years and I do this other thing for three years and I do this other thing. And for some people it's multiple things all at the same time. So that's the first confusion. If you're a scanner and you say, I love a number of things, how do I choose? I would say, don't, you know, it's be in the conversation with spirit about which one to do when, the life mission is the thread that ties them together so that regardless of the vehicle you choose, um, your why remains the same. So if you love to sing, for instance, and you have a certain number of entrepreneurial projects that you also want to do, whether you're singing or playing an instrument or writing songs or whether you're tending to various entrepreneurial projects, and maybe you're doing them all at the same time. The life mission piece isn't the the jobs per se or the career vehicles. The mission is the why you're doing it. The mission is the thread that ties them together so that regardless of which expression you're working within at that moment, it's all coming back to why you're here. The what you're called to do about that will be the vehicle of the moment. So then coming back to if somebody tells you to be a singer, or you're saying you want to be a singer and they're saying no way. You know, history is filled with person after person who has told you can't. And then somebody demonstrates, well, actually I can. And I did. So there is this idea, again, about being skillful. That if you want to be a singer, and, and it's, uh, it's challenging to get that off the ground. Now, if there was ever a time you could do that, it's now with the internet and all the possibilities and, you know, being your own publisher, there, it's maybe more, if there was ever a time when you could express your life mission vehicle of any of the visual and performing arts or various entrepreneurial arts, this would be the time. So what I would say then is hold the vision, because if you have that as a vision and if it's what you're meant to do, it's never accidental. You were never sent to do something you can't do. So, if, you know, that old phrase, if you can imagine it, you can do it. So if you want to be a singer, hold that vision and then stay, hold your attention to that intention while you're holding the question of, well, how am I going to do that? And so you build your skills and you, maybe it does happen that that happens while you're doing other things. You know, the time on a tradition of the day job and also that you're constantly holding the question and the conversation with spirit, because if spirit wants you to do that, spirit will open the doors. But you have to be home when the package arrives, which means you have to hold your attention on that intention. Because if spirit delivers a, an open door to you, but you're not paying attention, you know, I don't know, in the States at least, if, if the if FedEx or Pure Later or whatever the service is brings a package to your door and you're not home, they'll leave a note the first time. And the second time, after the third time, it's returned to sender, though. And it's and that can be the same thing with your conversation with spirit about your career in the arts, being a singer. If spirit opens the door for you, but you weren't home when the package arrived, after a certain number of times when you weren't paying attention, it's returned, that opportunity gets returned to sender. So 
how important is it other people's opinions? Only relevant in that you say to yourself, is there a piece of that that I might take as something useful to consider? Otherwise, let it go. Hmm. Hold your attention to the intention. That's amazing. And it's we're coming to a close, Daniel, and I'm going to ask you to just give us your final thoughts on just, you know, the spiritual approach to business, finding authentic work and life's path. Your final thoughts on our subject today. Well, as a final thought of spiritual and authentic approach to business and success, they won't be success, really, unless it does have something to do with what is what is meaningful and addresses the questions of ultimate concerns of your heart and has some sense of connection to why you're here. And it can be on your way too. So the thing about life mission or life purpose, if you prefer, is it's a direction. And so it might be that there's a project that you're doing now that you might not say is absolute, is the entire representation of my soul signature. If it ha- if it does correlate to it, though, and it's moving you toward the the intention you have of being of embodying your reason for being here, then hold your attention on that intention, and to the best of your ability, hold that context for why you're doing this particular project using this vehicle now. Be clear in your heart about how it does apply to your why. And then it will feel like success. Otherwise, you might be one of those people that you get to the, you know, the, get to the top of the proverbial ladder and it's leaning against the, the wrong wall. And, you know, that's a cliche, but it's just then it's like people so often say is like, really, is this, is this all there is? So that you don't say that to yourself. Hold your intention that it, hold your question, you know, be empowered by the question of, What's it for? Why am I here? Who does that call me to be? And what does that call me to do? And don't find ourselves at the top of the ladder, leaning on the wrong wall. An interesting point in which we will end our conversation for today. Thank you so much, Daniel. But before all, before we go out, let me ask you again to remind our Peak Performance Committee of your contact information. So you could reach me, Daniel Goodenough at mac.com or daniel good enough at the way of the heart or you you could find the book at the way of the heart.com it's available on itunes amazon barnes and noble nook and kobo thank you so much again daniel good to know it has been such an awesome pleasure of mine to have you on the entrepreneurial you talking about matters of the heart you know spiritual approach to business finding that authentic path in our lives and and work. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank you for having me. And now a word from our amazing sponsors. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call 
and experience transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. What do you know? We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I trust that you learned something and that something resonated with you so that you can share with others. And speaking of sharing, I'd so love for you to leave a comment on the show notes page of each episode. Well, we're talking about this one in particular. Leave a comment at the end of the page so that when you go the topic, you click down. And at the end, there is an option there for you to comment. If you're accessing through iTunes, then by all means, I'd love for you to leave a rate and review. That will keep us as a top rated podcast. It means a lot to me for you to help me out in this way, right? I know you are listening from all over the world. And I so appreciate it from Japan to Germany to India to Pakistan, everywhere in the Caribbean, in the United States, in Jamaica in particular. Big up my Jamaican peeps. Big up those, of course, in Ohio and all those other states that persons are listening in from, that you are listening in from. I so truly appreciate you. Now, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can actually send me an email, you know, send it to Henneke Watkins Porter at gmail.com. I am truly looking forward to connecting with you. If you want to send me a voicemail too, you can do that through my website. Just go to the middle at the right of the screen. There is an option for voicemail when you go to hennikawatkinsporter.com. I do want to hear from you. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good 